Hey, it's Ralph here. Q1 is now closing and it probably didn't go as well as you had hoped, but I'm sure your agency is probably telling you that they crushed it. But in reality, it crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you are, if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what that thing is, go on over to tier11.com forward slash apply. It will set you up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make us agencies look good, but something that actually moves the needle and makes you more money, acquires more new customers, and ultimately achieves your vision. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash apply today. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Hello and welcome to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is your host, Ralph Burns, and this is episode 298. And I have the A-team of wicked smart people on this week's show from two different corners of the world. First mm-hmm. off, we've got Amanda Powell, my awesome co-host from Austin, Texas. How are you, Amanda? Oh, doing good. I'm loving the A-team. Can we like trademark that? A-team <laughs> is it. Amanda and Angela, by the way, I just actually, I didn't do that purposely. Now I'm like, oh, the A-team. <laughs> we are actually the A-team, Ralph. <laughs> yeah, you actually are the A-team. The other one, of course, is Angela Ponsford, the awesome VP of media buying from Tier 11 from Down Under. How are you, Angela? Pretty good, pretty good. I think we're, we're the AP team. AP, yeah, that's even AP better. Team. <laughs> yeah. Forget Mr. T. Yeah. I love how a plan comes together. <laughs> so the AP team, even better. One, Just one better than the A team. Yep. Yeah. And today we're going to be talking about some pretty cool stuff here because we're going to talk about something that I think gets maybe not as much credit as it probably should if you're a digital marketer person. It's a, it's a strategy that was implemented when Ryan Dice transitioned from being Ryan Dice, the internet marketing guru, <laughs> to Ryan Dice, the CEO and founder of Digital Marketer. And one of the things that he told me once, and this was sort of the early days, I think when I was back in Warham, he said, I don't think I ever would have been able to build Digital Marketer to this size right now if it weren't for one person. It wasn't Amanda Powell, but it was Russ Hanabury. And Russ was his first content marketing director, I think was his title at that point. Yeah. I think he held a bunch of different titles, all having to do with content, though. All having to do with content. Absolutely. If you look at the digital marketer site, which is a beautiful site because there's so much content there. This and it's been built out so, you know, in a in a very intentional way. Obviously, Amanda Amanda had a great deal to do with that, especially in the last couple of years. Now bringing her talents over to Boss Babe <laughs> from Digital Marketer and probably going to be doing the same thing, which we can get into here in yeah. just a moment. But what they were able to really do through Russ and his skills and the entire content marketing team is build out pillar content that mm-hmm. then really created authority and a brand for digital marketer that we know today. And the reason I say it doesn't get as much credit is because I think a lot of people, ourselves included at Tier 11, would just say, eh, you know, website, website, we've got a podcast, we don't need a blog, we don't need pillar content, we'll just run Facebook ads, which is what we do and it got us to a certain level of success. But in our last quarterly meeting for our leadership team, and we now finally have like a marketing director at Tier 11, which is kind of funny to think about because it's all we've ever done. Angela's, thank God. <laughs> thank God we've got Vanessa. The point is, is like, this is now a very intentional move for us, a pivot for us. And we're using digital marketer and the stuff that Amanda knows so well as the model. And she's about to do that 
in her new role at Boss Babe. So mm-hmm. it doesn't get as much credit, I think, because it's just kind of a given. Yeah. But I think without it, digital marketer wouldn't be what DM is today. Am I fair to assume that, Amanda? Absolutely. I think when Ryan says, like, I couldn't do it without rest, you know, digital marketer was built around content. Like, we're a content company. The product is content. And that's what Russ built out. He built out the entire like core product line, essentially, of all of the content that the products are based off of and all of the original content marketing certification. He built out the original SEO certification. He built out all of Digital Marketer's pillar posts. All of that came from Russ and was really the building blocks that the company stood on as they start to grow. Yeah, we'll leave links for Russ in the show notes, and he's going to have a <laughs> shout out to Russ. Very, very major <laughs> ego boost with this with this podcast. But before we get into the really good stuff, our another one of our buddies, Roland Frazier, who runs an awesome podcast, Business Lunch. If you haven't subscribed to that, it's another one of the scalable companies' awesome podcasts. Us being one of them. But Roland's got a little bit of a promo. Maybe you can tell us about that, Amanda. Yeah, I feel like you had to move this over to me because I I feel like I'm fangirling on some of the guests (laughs) that Roland is going to have on Business Lunch. He's going to be like in his upcoming episodes, he's going to be talking with Sarah Blakely, who I'm actually obsessed with, the founder of Spanx. Oh my God, she's great. I'm obsessed and so excited. Like I'm actually, like my voice is shaking right now. (laughs) I'm like maybe a little too excited, but he also has Arnold Schwarzenegger, which I'm really excited to listen to because I know that that's going to be a good episode. Also because Roland's just a really good person to like, he always asks the most interesting questions that you would never think of. Mm. And then also Marcus Limonis, just like the most interesting person to hear how he thinks about business. So he's got a lot of really cool episodes coming up. So yeah, and they're doing a contest over there where you can get into the iPads, iPhones, AirPods oh, over yes. at businesslunchpodcast.com forward slash contest. So he's going to be giving that stuff away. So make sure that you head on over to businesslunchpodcast.com forward slash contest. And those guests coming up, and I got to say, I met Sarah Blakely at a war room and I was so nervous. I think my hand was like completely full of like a gallon of sweat. I feel like like, I can't even imagine. (laughs) (laughs) And then I met her husband. I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. (laughs) He was actually pretty cool too. So anyway, yeah, but that that is a hell of a lineup. So head on over to businesslunchpodcast.com forward slash contest and get your chance to win an iPad, iPhone, and or an AirPod, which I love my new AirPods, by the way. So definitely check that out. Businesslunchpodcast.com forward slash contest. All right. So let's get into it here. So yeah, we know the digital marketer wouldn't be a digital marketer without all this content. And Angela, this is something that we had discussed in our last quarterly meeting where we're like, yeah, we probably need to do some of that stuff because we're kind of at that stage of our growth. So for me and you here, we're going to be taking some notes and, you know, (laughs) passing this along to our marketing director. But I think an important thing to kind of take a look back is like, how did you guys do it? Like, what was your strategy? Yeah, you got like these big posts and all this juicy content. But you're going to be doing the same thing for Boss Babe, and we're going to be doing the same thing in this coming quarter. So, but it seems like a really daunting task. How can I become a digital marketer website <laughs> in like less than three months? It's 
Yeah. Where do you start? <laughs> kind of a huge thing. Figure that out, will you? You know, the first thing that I, I'm sure that Russ looked at and what, you know, we're looking at as we start to build out the content strategy for the next 12 months at Boss Babe is really, okay, what's the like core, the big idea is what I would say, the big idea behind your business. What is, what do we want people to get from the business? What's the what's the value proposition essentially. And I think that's what Russ did when he came into digital marketer, because, you know, you can see through the original content that was built, what Russ determined was the big idea for digital marketer was create successful, repeatable processes for marketing in your business. And that's exactly what he did. You can, I can tell you right off the bat, like, when I came in day one at Digital Marketer, I knew what the pillar posts were immediately. We had the ultimate guide to digital marketing. We had, you know, ads that were already being run by Molly because Russ and Molly worked really closely together in terms of Facebook ad templates were created, which is repeatable templates that you can use in order to run Facebook ads. So they were creating these templatized pieces of marketing content that you know, the customers were going to be able to use. And everything is really built around the ultimate guide to digital marketing. And then he also helped write digital marketing for dummies. And all of that content was built by Russ and the content team at the time. And what you can see when you look at these, you know, core pillar pieces of content for digital marketers is that every piece of content is built around this. You know, there's, I think, eight or nine different core marketing pillars within the ultimate guide. And if you go into digital marketer lab, you'll find that there are the same number of digital marketing certifications within the lab platform. Everything was built off of this pillar content. And basically what Ryan always used to say is what we have, you have to plant a flag. Like what are you planting a flag and saying about your business and what Ryan was saying, he was planting a flag and saying, marketing can, you know, marketing's not that hard and you can be successful in your business using, you know, templatized marketing content. And that's how the customer avatar came about. That's how the customer value journey came about. I mean, if we really want to look back on it, Ryan wrote out the customer value journey on a napkin. Like that was his million dollar, that was his million dollar idea. He templatized a piece of marketing into a napkin. And I feel like that was the whole idea behind, you know, digital marketer in terms of it's built on content. And I, I strongly believe, especially after, you know, working at digital marketer for the past three years that a business can be successful, you know, while focusing on content that people find valuable because that's what's really going to help people learn and understand the value of what you're offering in general. Yeah. On that, how do you think that relates to, like, say, for example, we've, you know, e- a lot of e-commerce uh, brands mm-hmm. are, are listening to the podcast. How does that content relate over like, is that more like the about us page where they're really telling the story on there? Mm-hmm. Or is it that in combination with other blog posts on, you know, for example, on their Shopify store? How does that translate? Because I know obviously digital, if you're working in the digital marketing space, it's a little bit different to if you actually have a product that you're selling. I love that you said like the about us page. Ryan's actually even talked about this in 
I think he talked about it in one of his workshops, but he talks about having like a unique idea and why brands right now are the ones that like, you know, take a stand, mm. I think is the best way to put it. The ones that take a stand are the brands that are doing really well because people resonate with the story and it's the story that drives the product. So he, a lot of examples that I like to use are all birds. Okay, it's built out of like sustainable wool. All of the shoes are built out of sustainable wool. Or Everlane is like a clothing company that is completely like com sustainability, completely sustainable in terms of all of their like production processes in order to build and create the clothes. Dove is a really good example. They built, you know, an entire like motion, you know, an entire platform around real beauty. You know, they're creating beauty products, but they're also promoting like a woman walking around with no makeup on at the same time. So it's creating that story. So I love that you said the about us page because it really is creating that story around your brand and what you stand for. It's really building the content around what do we believe as a business, which is also why Russ created now that I even, I didn't even think of this until it came out of my mouth. Russ created, I believe, had the idea for the We Believe video at Digital Marketer, which right. we, yeah. you know, recently, you know, refilmed. But, you know, like, we believe that the platypus is God's, you know, belief that God has a sense of humor, I think is some, <laughs> a line in there. And that like Google sometimes really does do evil and like these really funny, but like it's what digital marketer was based on, like this funny tone, like they set the voice of the company, they set what they actually believe in, in terms of like marketing processes, but then also like the like voice that we have for the company and what you're going to hear moving forward. And that's the voice that has been maintained, you know, throughout the website, throughout landing pages, throughout all of the social media platforms, it really does come through. And I think if it doesn't come through, then you can't really resonate with a brand. And I think that's particularly important today because everyone's so attached to their phones and on social media. And if there's not something like a platform or not a movement I can get behind, then I'm honestly not really interested, not really interested. So I think it really does come down to like planting that flag and that's how you can sell products. So it sounds to me that it, the first thing you have to really do is sort of get together as an organization. It's like, what do you actually believe in? What exactly. is your higher purpose? What is mm -hmm. your vision, your mission statement? Yes. Some people call it core values. We call it yep. a little bit different inside here 11. But the point is, is like, what does your company stand for? Mm -hmm. Understanding that will then give it your voice mm -hmm. and your unique quality as to what you do. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like in order to figure out your whole content strategy, this pillar content, Without that, you're kind of lost because you're not really like we have customers that say all the time, like, who's your market? Everyone. <laughs> well, if your entire market is everyone, then your market is no one. I mean, come on. Like you can the riches are in the niches. It depends yep. on how big the niche is. But Ooh, I mean I like that. Yeah, the riches that are in the niches. Yeah, every once in a while, it's Your like an old phrase. salty one. Probably stole that from Ryan way back when, or probably Russ, actually. Or but it's like you have to repel and attract people at the same time. Mm -hmm. And it, it's like you can't expect everybody to love you. 
you know, because there's going to be people that hate you and that's fine too. It's like, you're listening to this podcast right now because maybe kind of, sort of, you might think that we resonate with you, the listener, but there's plenty of people that listen to perpetual traffic. Like, ah, I'd rather go listen to, I don't know, social media marketing world or something like that. I love Michael Stelzner, by the way, (laughs) shout out to him. But the point is, is like, we resonate with the market because we are who we are. Remember, I was talking to our new director of ops, and I was like, well, you know, we could start podcast. She's like, ah, nobody wants to listen to, you know, a matter of fact Russian with a thick accent who, you know, has exactly no tolerance for... You, you definitely <laughs> well, want to listen to her. Yeah. You do want to listen. I, I was like, that's the reason why people want to listen to you because you are that way. You're repelling and attracting, yes. you know? So... I do think before you figure this whole thing out, like this is not a fuzzy kind of a weird, like woo woo thing you got to do. Like we went through it last week. Like we have a mission statement. Mm -hmm. We have a vision, but it's kind of old and rusty and it Mm -hmm. needs updating. So, okay, we're not perfect, but you know, we're pretty successful without it, but we want to get to that next level. But before we do, we really had to facilitate and solidify that first. And it sounds like that's exactly what you're saying. I don't know if Russ necessarily did it that way, but it sounds like that would be the first step for you to do. Yeah, I think it's absolutely the first step. And what I also like, what I love that you just said is that, you know, it's kind of old and rusty. So we have to do some tweaking. I think that's what a lot of people Mm -hmm. forget is that you can change it. it. (laughs) Yeah, you you can update it. It doesn't have to, like, if you just plant the flag and you decide this is, you know, what we are, it can change and morph and grow just like people grow. And I think, you know, I think a really good, you know, example of that is Russ's ultimate guide to digital marketing used to be the beginner's guide to digital marketing. And then we changed it to the ultimate guide to digital marketing and is the like, core idea of the piece of content the same? Yes. But we were like, okay, it needs to be more comprehensive. It, you know, ultimate guide has higher search volume. Like we're going to update. Have we updated like seven of the nine chapters in it? Absolutely. Because strategies change and like Mm -hmm. you have to morph with the, your audience. I feel like if you're not changing your statement and you're not changing your content, then you're not growing as a business and your audience can't grow with you. I feel like that's such an important point. Yeah. And I think as well, changing with the current environment, because, you know, Mm. look at how much things have changed in the past year. Things that we do now that would have been like unimaginable that we would even have got here. And I think it's about repelling and attracting you know, just from working with so many clients, there people are so afraid of repelling the wrong person. Like it's ter- they terrifying. They want to please everybody. Yeah, they right. want to please. Every- it's and that's why we hear it so many times. We onboard new clients. Like, oh, you know, talk about avatars. Oh, everybody. Yeah, everybody. No, they're not. Like you want right. you actively want to repel the people that mm-hmm. are not going to buy from you. I mean, I think we have we have one customer right now who he is excellent at repelling. The people that are not his type. He's a, a clothing brand, and he's very, very clear on who he wants to buy his clothes. Who his audience is. <laughs> yeah, and right. he, oh, yeah. You know, he's quite happy to repel those people, and and it's mm-hmm. so bold, it's so refreshing to see that because people are, are mm-hmm. so afraid of n- not being liked. It's, I think it's that core, core inner voice saying, "You, you must be liked. Everybody must like you." Yeah, yeah. Or the, I the feel people like, pleaser mentality yeah. too. I mean, I think a lot of people just sort of have that—the fact that I want to be liked by everyone. Yeah. 
in fact, just sort of a side note, like we have these core values for these five individual characteristics for the tier 11 sort of ideal team player. And we added one in, which is healthy challenger, because we even Mm. sort of fall into that sometimes. And we're like, we have to tell, like we know more than our customers know. We need to challenge them because it's best for them. So it's like, it's just this inherent characteristic, I think that's in all of us, unless you're just a total (laughs) a-hole. Like, you know, you probably don't have it, but... Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wilders and the authors of Reputation King, my buddies Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Most people do. So But when you're building a business and when you're trying to figure out who your avatar is, you really do have to repel people and you have to attract people because the more people you repel, the uh, it's not necessarily a zero-sum game here. It's not like you repel and then you attract, but the more people that identify with who you are, like really identify who you are, then they become like your brand advocates, Mm -hmm. right? And on the customer value journey, like that's the, like the, I think the last step, right, Amanda? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You become an advocate for the company. And I think you, you both brought up a good point in terms of like, I think, you know, we're all people pleasers and we want people to like us. And I think that comes with social media being such a big platform right now too. But I also do feel like that's such a big part of something that also needs to morph and shift with your company. You know, when we at Digital Marketer, like those core pieces of content were physical books. Like That's not like, you know, Digital Marketing for Dummies was a physical book. And obviously, you know, for dummies is obviously a big brand and those will always be published in hard copies or, you know, on Kindle, wherever books are sold. But (laughs) (laughs) but I think that you're going to shift platforms and where your like pillar content and big ideas are going to live are going to be very different from now until, you know, eternity. I mean, just think of, you know, how many podcasts have been built as a result of last year because people 
found Probably that, too many. <laughs> right? Probably too many, but because that form of content is beneficial at the time. So like your big idea has to be also marketed on the right platform, but to also the right audience, like you were saying, because, you know, right now, like I said, those were physical books, digitalmarketer.com forward slash, you know, digital marketing, which is the ultimate guide to digital marketing, you know, still lives on the website. But I can tell you right now that that piece of content was splintered out into, you know, five, seven, 10 different blog posts, and then also splintered into different social posts that we built and like do like specific marketing tips and templates that go to our social accounts. And I think social has been such a big game changer in the way content is presented that you have to think, you know, really outside the box on how you're going to get across your big idea. And I think a lot of that's through ads too. Like the companies that we were just talking about. Mm -hmm. Exactly. From Dove to Allbirds, like no one knew about them until they started targeting me like, Hey, here's a sustainable tennis shoe that Mm -hmm. like you can, you know, not worry about your impact on the environment. And it's like, Oh wait, that's interesting. And that's how you, you know, get to know a brand and also what their big idea and what they stand for. So how do you, you're in the process of doing this, like Mm -hmm. you're a pro at this. So you were (laughs) hired by boss babe to do this without, you know, divulging too much. Like, but how do you go about doing it? Like for us, you know, we want to take a stand and put a stake in the ground and we've kind of done it, but not really like Mm -hmm. it's been okay. We can do a lot better. So you'll see that evolution as the perpetual traffic listener, but like, how do you do it? What's your first step? How do you think up the big idea? And what if you kind of come up empty and say, Oh crap, I really don't have one. (laughs) Then how do I create that? Like, what would be your do you go through a process? Is there sort of a checklist and how you do it? I'm laughing, Ralph, because I feel like we were kind of just discussing exactly what we were doing before we got on the call and pressed record in terms of like, whew, we've been in some long strategy meetings in terms of like really kind of trying to boil down like what's the purpose of the company here? And right. one, yeah, I think we already, you know, not to beat a dead horse, but you know, I think we've already stressed like, okay, you know, the first step is to sit down and say, okay, who's my audience. But I do think, you know, in terms of like, what if you come up with nothing? I think if you have a product, then you have something because the product is, you know, obviously you built it for a reason. The reason you're selling it is, you know, not because you probably just want to sell anything. It's probably because you believe in the product, right? Mm -hmm. So why do you believe in that product in general? Why do you believe it's helpful? Why do you believe people need it? Even if it's just like, you know, everyone needs a shirt on their back. I think such a good, this is, I know I'm just like throwing out a lot of examples, but such a good example is like cotton has like the, the touch, the feel of cotton. Mm -hmm. Like they've done such a good job with their marketing over the past few years. Like everybody wants a white t-shirt, but it's like the touch, the feel of cotton. And they've done such a good job marketing this idea of like cotton is a luxury. Like it's Mm. the softest piece of fabric that you can own. And like, they've really honed in on like the feel of a hundred percent cotton. It's as simple as that. You know what I mean? Like, what do you like about what you're selling? And I think that, you know, when you just look at, you know, why you're interested in your product, then that's exactly why your customers are going to be interested in your product. And then Mm -hmm. from there, you know, I think you have to look at 
like who you are as a voice and as a company in general. And then that's how you decide what platform you need to focus your content around. Mm -hmm. So whether that's like, okay, like I know that the me as a person that likes, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a good, a good example. Okay. I'm trying to grow, you know, I'm trying to grow my business as an ambitious woman. I know that I'm probably listening to a lot of financial podcasts, a lot of you know, podcasts on one, how to grow my business, how to structure my finances, how to, you know, how to create repeatable strategies. So what am I going to, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to listen to podcasts about that. Okay. Well now I know my audience is, you know, largely listening to podcasts. So maybe that's the content area that I need to focus on. Or if you have a really big list already, then okay, maybe you need to start leveraging that list in a different way with different pieces of content that go out on a weekly basis or a daily basis. And I think that's really how you can determine like what platform you need to start focusing the content on. And when you know what platform you can start to kind of hone in on more of the niche content that you need you need to start creating. And I think that that really came came about, especially within, you know, looking at digital marketer, it was like, okay, we're, we're planting a flag and we're building the ultimate guide to digital marketing. But what happened after that? Well, okay. Now that I know that like, I need to write blog posts Mm -hmm. for digital marketing because that's going to create a really solid content marketing strategy. Well, what did they go out and create? Oh, well, they created 101 blog post ideas. Mm-hmm. And okay, now I know that that's going to be beneficial to my customer because my customer is trying to find a repeatable process in order to create content based on trying to build a content strategy for their business. I feel like that's a really good example of like, okay, I built this big piece of content and now this is how I'm going to splinter it out in order to be most beneficial to my audience. But I really do think it, it kind of, you know, you start with the right, you start with the big picture and then you start with where, okay, if this is the big picture, who is my audience? And that's why the customer <laughs> avatar worksheet was built, right? That's right. why the customer avatar worksheet was built. Like it was built for a reason and it works for mm-hmm. a reason. So it's like big idea. Who's my target audience? Where does my target audience live? What kind of content is living within that platform? Whether it's email, whether it's podcast, whether it's, you know, Google, if you're going to focus on SEO, you know, if you're trying to focus on growing traffic organically. And, and I think that's a really good place to start and not to promote SEO. It's a really good place to start in general if you don't know where your audience is, because then you can start to use tools to see where, where your audience really is focused. And I think that's something that we often forget about where it's like, if you don't know what your audience right now is thinks about you or how they think, there are tools to figure that out. Like Search Console tells you what terms people searched to land on your website. (laughs) So you can already see what they're thinking when they hit your website. And if you can see that, then you can either alter it or build off of it. So it's like, okay, if everyone's hitting my website and they're searching for I don't know, like if I'm a a dog walking company and they're searching for like purchase a dog, then I know that I, okay, I've done something wrong here. I need to go change the direction of some of my content. Right. And that's not what my big idea is. My big idea is like, you don't have time 
to walk your dog. So you need me to walk your dog for you. And that's why you need my services. Okay. So now I need to, you know, focus on, that's the big idea. Now I need to go focus on building out content. That's actually going to direct people to the site based on what I actually want them to be thinking about. So in that case, should every business in essence, create its ultimate guide to whatever the thing (laughs) is dog walking, you know, dog care, whatever it is for us, you know, the ultimate guide to like, we, we've sort of phrased our, our tagline a little bit differently. Now we used to talk more about Facebook and Instagram advertising. Well, it's not the only thing that we do anymore. We do social media marketing, but we also, what we really do is unlock the potential of businesses through a variety of different offerings. The one that we talk about the most is our advertising, Mm -hmm. right? So for us, like, should we build out an ultimate guide to building and growing a business or is it like that kind of thing? Or do you kind of like, how do you decide where to start? Because it seems like you got to figure out where your, what your vision is, what you stand for, what your stake in the ground is. Okay. Check done Mm -hmm. that. Second thing is, all right, now I build out this content and this massive content piece is that the is that the formula for everyone? Or I don't is think it, it necessarily what, like, needs to be a massive piece of content. And I think I'm really I'm actually really glad you brought this up because I feel like it does sound like I'm saying that. In terms of like the ultimate guide to digital marketing was built because there's nine different pillars of marketing that you need to focus on. Mm-hmm. And at the time, like websites were a really good way to bring in traffic (laughs) because Mm -hmm. digital marketer was built what back in 2014, 2015, 2013, one of those years. So at the time webs, you know, having a really nice website and content on your website was really valuable. That's not exactly how you have to go about promoting what you stand for these days. There are a hundred different ways to do it. And what you stand for, your big idea of your company is not going to be nine different marketing pillars, unless you are also a marketing company. And if you are great, okay, now, all right, you're provi- if you're providing templates for nine different marketing pillars, absolutely build an ultimate guide. But I think the idea is more of how can I get that message across in a clear, concise way and on which platform based on where my audience lives. So mm-hmm. big idea, who's my audience? Where do they live? How do I get that across to them? Maybe they do live on Facebook and you're running ads and that's what you're doing to get your big idea across. Maybe they live in the podcast space. So you're building out a podcast. Maybe they live, maybe, you know, if it is someone who's older or something, maybe they don't have social media or your poor audience doesn't, I think everyone's on social media at this point. If they are probably on one of them. So that's kind of a hard thing to even say that your audience isn't. I think everyone is at this point. Just what platform? What platform do they live on? And maybe it's Twitter. Maybe they just want really quick tips on Twitter and you're building out that big idea within short snippets coming from your founder on Twitter. Maybe if it's business ideas, you're focused on LinkedIn. I think it's more about how you present the big idea in a clear, concise way about your company wherever your audience is already living. And for Digital Marketer, the clear, concise idea was repeatable processes. In order to get that across, it was showing that like there are nine core you know, pillars within marketing and here's how we're going to break it down for you. So that was a really easy way for us to break it down within a guide. Does mm-hmm. Not to say that every company needs a guide. It's just to say that every company needs to have a big idea around their product in order to get 
like a unique idea, not a big idea, just a unique idea around your product that's going to help you promote it and sell it and, you know, show people the value of what your product or service is. Got it. Yeah. And I think as well, like for those um, people listening that, you know, maybe it is like, say a cheaper product or something that they're selling. Mm -hmm. The big idea doesn't have to be this enormous, huge, earth shattering concept. It can be like our product's fun to use or Mm -hmm. our product is cheaper than the rest. Not that I think that that's a good strategy to have as a long-term business, just as an aside, but that Mm -hmm. might be what it is right now. And so, yeah, for people that that are thinking, well, I don't have a huge big idea for this fun purse or some, whatever I sell, Mm -hmm. that can be the big idea that resonates with your target audience. Yeah. And I think like Ralph, a couple episodes ago, I think this is such a good example, just like based off of content that you at tier 11 were already creating, like you have some customer that has like sells cookware or something Mm -hmm. and you're getting across the idea that like, it's fun and easy to use and you're doing how to make scrambled eggs in under a minute or under two minutes or something like that. That's such interesting content to me. And I want to know how to cook faster because I hate cooking but that's going to sell me the product really fast because it's getting across the big idea that like cooking can be eat. What's my big idea? Oh, cooking can be easy and it can be fun. And here's what I'm going to show you to make scrambled eggs really fast. It's like, how can you get across that main idea of what your product is really about in like a quick, concise manner and on what platform? And that platform was Facebook because you're going to be able to show me video or also maybe Instagram because you're also going to like target me with ads that are playing the video about how to cook scrambled eggs, which I would still absolutely stop on. And I still need the name of that company because I still need to know how to do that. So just to bring amazing. That <laughs> and they don't stick to the pan. No. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Fluffy. That's what I want to know. <laughs> fluffy. fluffy eggs. But that's a big idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. I mean, I think people are probably listening like, oh, I can't think of a big idea. Well, how to cook and make it fun. And mm-hmm. so the eggs don't stick to the pan is like the big idea. That's, that's a subset yeah. of the big idea. But yeah. making cooking fun and easy is yeah. the big idea. Yes. Like, it's, it's kind of all you need. And they've nailed it. It's 177 Milk Street, by the way. Got um, it. Got it. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> <it> but <laughs> like for us, like putting you on the spot here, like where should Tier 11 speak? put its stake in the ground. It's like, you know, we're like, we're known for Facebook and Instagram ads, but Mm -hmm. we've got this whole other, like after the click division called tier 12. We also do like complete like makeovers of people's in essence, how they pull in cold traffic and cultivate it and ultimately purchase. Like that's our big idea. It's a little bit beneath the surface right now because it's not necessarily the thing that people want Mm-hmm. But it's the thing they need. What they usually mm-hmm. want is like, oh, I just need ads. Mm-hmm. But like we look at, if we look at ten businesses today, nine of them probably don't need ads. Mm-hmm. Nine of them need an offer that hurts. <laughs> <laughs> so, or like a sequence of pages, or some kind of like what we're talking about here, some kind of unique sequence or a unique selling proposition. Going back to my college days from marketing 101. <laughs> the point is, is like, that's usually what they need, but what they yeah. all want is Facebook ads. So like, in your opinion, like, where do we put our stake in the ground? Kind of knowing where we're at. And like, there's a gazillion Facebook and Instagram ad agencies now. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, but the point is, is like, we're, we're changing, right? Yeah. 
And every business is listening to this. Like three years ago, the way you market, you shouldn't be marketing that way right now. You should be constantly changing and evolving. And otherwise, you are going to be left behind. So having said that, Amanda Powell, how would you, what stake, what is the name of this stake? You know, where should we stake it in the ground for for what we're planning on doing? What's your sense? Right. Well, I feel like, I think it's really, one, I think that really just like come brings us full circle in terms of like, oh, okay, like you have to change and evolve with your business. I feel like that's exactly what tier 11 has done. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, old proposition, old big idea would be like, Facebook ads are complicated. We make it easy and we'll do it for you essentially. But now I feel like it's like, you know, like where are you losing customers? We're going to find the solution to like, you know, the solution to find like the traffic that you haven't seen before the, you know, audience that you've never touched before the anyone who you know building out your audience and your customer your customer base i feel like you're growing out an entire marketing agency in terms of we're going to do it all for you i think it's like that done for you big idea so i think your question is okay well how do i stand out from any how do you stand out from any other from any other agency well i think the idea is like we know what works when it comes to ads, but what's going on like behind the curtain, right? Mm. Let's, we're going to help you figure it out. So like, let us do your ads and then we're going to find a full funnel service, white glove mm-hmm. service in terms of making sure that you know how to convert after we build out this amazing ad platform for you is the way it sounds like it's going. I was going to say, it's, it's the discussion that, you know, we're having, it's like, sell them what, sell them what they want, but give them what they need. And Yes, that, yes. Most people that think, is the big idea. Sell them yeah. what they want, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, because most people think that they need Facebook ads. The ads you want, but the yeah. marketing you, and the marketing you need. Yeah, <laughs> right. totally. Right. Yeah. And one, one of the guys, I was just looking at some of our notes for our meeting last week, like the smart key that you didn't know that you needed. Like yes. it's not necessarily the message, but the point is it's like, we'll figure out where all the gaps are and we'll mm-hmm. help fill them. Yes. And there's like, y- you have a bucket of traffic that's coming into your site right now. Mm-hmm. But chances are you've got holes all throughout it. And yep. people are just leaving due to lots of different things. It's not because of your ad. Mm-hmm. You know, you can keep running ads to the crappy offer and you won't be able to grow your business. The point is, it's like, we'll do all of that mm-hmm. from start to finish. Now, you know, that means that we're no longer just a fee for service like you pay us to run your Facebook and Instagram ads. But that's what people typically will come to us for. So, but I think the content piece to this to really solidify the positioning has got to be almost like a big chunky ultimate guide. It would seem in my mind. And then that mm-hmm. way you've got all these branches that you can sort of go off of it mm-hmm. from. And we have, you know, subject matter experts in all the different areas of all the things that we do inside the company. And you know, through content writing, etc. But the point is, is like it seems like you gotta like figure out what the big idea is create the content around it. But for us, it does seem like you would want to do an ultimate kind of guide thing. Mm-hmm. Is that, or am I? 
just no, I feel like you're stuff up. <laughs> you're not making stuff up at all. You're in a unique position where, like I said, oh, there's like nine different marketing pillars and not mm-hmm. ever, no one's product is going to have nine pillars. You're in a unique position where like it does. <laughs> it does. Yeah. <laughs> it does indeed, actually, because you're still within the marketing space and like, oh, okay, well, which way, like what way, you know, how am I losing customers? And maybe it's like in terms of like, customer acquisition, like a guide to customer acquisition. And you go from like Facebook ads to, you know, the funnel to the order form to what the website looks like. And that's like a whole different other side of marketing. That's so like, you know, pretty niche. It's not what everyone's thinking about, right? Most people are thinking about how do I make my Facebook ad convert at a better rate? How do I, you know, get more traffic over to my social media? How do I you know, get people to listen to what I'm saying on a podcast. But when you look at like, okay, well, how am I actually just acquiring these customers in general? How are, am I getting people to actually listen to me? That's like a entire customer acquisition strategy in general. The ultimate guide to customer acquisition. Now you're yeah. on hey. something. Yeah. <laughs> Quick, trademark like, that. I know. Let's write that post like this weekend. Well, I'm off next week, so maybe that's what I'll be doing. <laughs> Content right No, but seriously. Done and like, dusted. <laughs> but I think we just figured it out in what, less than five minutes? Because we yeah. just sort of talked about, like talked through it, me rambling most of the time, you doing the smart analysis. But the point is, is like, that's actually what we do. Mm-hmm. Like we acquire customers for customers. Like we acquire new customers for, for our, our clients. Yeah. For our clients. Yeah. yeah. And I think, so. Yeah, the importance as well, just from that, as you said, five minute discussion, if you are, you know, a business owner or an agency owner, whatever, whatever business you're in, talking with other people about it. I just, we, I just had a, a, a client conversation and, you know, it's, and we hear it with so many people there, they get stuck in their own head around what they're selling and around what benefit mm-hmm. they're giving and, you know, how important it always is for, mm-hmm. for people to talk to other people and, and just, yeah. you know, feed off ideas and then, you know, you're going to come up with some gold. Yeah. It's so true. And it's so funny. Like we have uh, a couple of different funnels sales funnels that people can ultimately buy our products through. And we're so we're all professional marketers here, but we're like stuck in our own like heads. This mm-hmm. is the exact thing that we preach to our customers. We fall victim to it as well. And so we we have sort of a, a, a separate division of the company that looks at everything sort of like from a funnel perspective. And the insights that were there were like, oh my God, how could I have not seen that? Yeah. And, but like he ripped apart like this guy that's part of our team who does a lot of this after the click stuff. He ripped apart like one of our funnels. He's like, I'm not going to be nice here. I'm probably going to insult you guys. I'm like, have at it. <laughs> like you have to have like what a, was that a lack of value e- that you said yeah. challenge, <laughs> healthy, yeah, challenger. healthy challenger. Healthy and he's challenger. a healthy challenger. <laughs> like we hired him specifically because you know, through the interviewing process, he was such a healthy challenger. He actually yeah. sent us like customers customer calls and stuff. I was like, this guy's great. <laughs> so anyway, the point is, is like he did the same thing for us. So it's like, you're not above the fray. Like if you think you know what you're doing in business, like you need an outside viewpoint mm-hmm. to give you a fresh perspective. And just got off a customer call where, you know, these customers are just like, this is our avatar and that's it. Well, no, 
Mm-hmm. The reason you hired us is because you don't want to do the same things that you've always done. So, mm-hmm. you know, whether that involves hiring tier 11, this is not a pitch for that. But the point is, you've got yeah. to get a separate voice because yeah. you don't know as much as you think that you know. And it's funny because here I am, like as an authority, air quotes, on perpetual <laughs> traffic. I, like I got my ass kicked on my own sales <laughs> funnels last week. It was great. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it really just comes back to like, okay, you have to like grow and evolve your business and what previously worked might not continue to work. What, you know, we've, God, I feel like we've, you know, really hammered this home over the Mm. past year. I think we've had multiple conversations about like, oh, like two years ago, we were talking like, hell, if I'm going to do a webinar, are you kidding me? And now it's like webinars. We are mm-hmm. doing another webinar. <laughs> that is what we are doing. Well, changes. What's old is new again. And what's, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. No. This is this is uh, this has been really good. I mean, I, I think the broader theme here is really is like figuring out like if you are a business who's stuck right now, this is a thing that you should be doing, mm-hmm. and because it's a part of who you are. But I think the big part of it is figuring out what that big idea is and then sticking to it and figuring out what your real values are. Like for us, it's mission statement, you know, manifesto vision, like whatever Mm -hmm. that thing is, like figure out who you actually are. Mm -hmm. I think that's a very important first step. And, but that's the thing that people do the last sometimes. It's like, I don't, I don't want this to get in the way of you, like not moving your business forward. But if you're stuck right now, it's, probably this thing because you, you're not differentiating yourself in the market. Mm-hmm. And the reason we say that is we look at dozens of businesses every single week, and this is usually the problem. Mm-hmm. Right, Ange? Yeah. And I think Amanda said it really well earlier. You said, what do you like about what you sell? And it's yeah. super simple <laughs> rather than yeah. going, okay, well, what's my big idea? But like, what, what do you mm-hmm. like about what you sell? Why did you do that? And yeah. that might be a really easy way for people to start if they are struggling yeah. with, with the, yeah. the, big, the enormity of a big idea. And if you've done it before, like do it again now. Like we're fresh off our meeting. We did that exact thing. What do we stand for? What do we really enjoy? Like what's Mm -hmm. our hedgehog concept is what we call it. Like what are we the best in the world at? We're highly passionate about it. And thirdly, you know, drives our economic denominator. So, but highly passionate about it is a huge thing. You spend so much time at work. You should be doing something that you really are passionate about. And, you know, find that thing. And then from there you can put together you know, the strategy that we talked about here through Amanda. So this is awesome. Really appreciate the insights here, guys. And just make sure that you head on over to businesslunchpodcast.com. <laughs> One more plug for yes. our buddy Roland yeah. for uh, the contest that he's got over there. And Sarah Blakely, Richard Branson, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Marcus Limonis, talk about an all-star crowd. They've figured out their big idea. Yes. About Mm -hmm. time you start figuring out your idea and you can win some pretty cool stuff at the same time. It's giving away iPads, iPhones, and AirPods over at businesslunchpodcast.com forward slash contest. Check it out. We we love that show over there. So thank you, Amanda Powell and Ange, the AP team. That's right. Yep. Brought it again. Represent. Represent. Absolutely. For all the resources and links and all the plugs. God, Russ Hunterberry got a bunch of these here. Yeah, I, I guess we'll have to put a couple of links to him in the show notes. I guess. Head on over. Yeah, I suppose. Digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. This has been episode 298. Until next week. See ya. Bye.
You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you.